Hello, my peachy friends out there in podcast land, Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. I hope everyone had a great week. Um, Today, I wanted to talk to everyone about confidence and how you can build your confidence up. So when it comes to confidence, um, confidence, just like kind of working out at the gym, is not something that you know, you get to just show up to something and be confident, right? There's a process to becoming confident, right? So number one is you have to have integrity for the endeavor that you're getting ready to pursue, right? So there has to be some sort of truth, some sort of passion, um, some sort of heart for what it is that you're trying to do or you want to do, right? The next is you have to build some sort of competence, right, in this new endeavor field. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you have to build some competence there, right? And then the third thing you have to do is you have to practice. You have to get some experience. So there's a formula to confidence, right? It's three steps. First, there has to be integrity, Two, there has to be some competence, right? And three, you have to have some practice and then that equals confidence, right? Now, if you're, if you're just winging something, right? Winging something, I would say, is taking a deep dive, spend 100 hours deep diving into a topic. <laughs> I would consider that winging it, right? But if you truly want to be competent, that's an expert in your field, that's about 10,000 hours. So they say it takes about 10,000 hours, which is about 10 years of developing yourself in a field for you to become an expert in your field. And and, and if you you have 10,000 hours in anything, what that looks like is flow state meaning that you don't have to think about anything. It just flows, right? (laughs) You've done something so much that you can teach it now, right? And others can learn from you. And when you actually are teaching other people, if you're a good teacher, you will develop people who are better than you, right? So that's the thing about teaching, right? Um, And then, you know, and then, you know, having that spirit of just being, um, you know, open to feedback is so important in that learning and growing phase. And if you're going to be mentoring others, you really have to know that eventually, if you truly are good at what you do, people will be better than you, right? And if, if they're not being better than you, that means that you're not really truly a good coach, mentor, or teacher. And it does take a lot of, I would say, humility, meaning, um, just absence of pride, right? Pride in a negative sense where I, I, I view pride as I'm always right. I have all the answers and you're just not open to what somebody else says, right? And then that's what humility looks like to me, right? When I say humility is that I'm just open. I'm open to your feedback. I'm open to what you have to say. doesn't mean that I agree with every single solid thing that you say. It's just that I have the humility to hear your side, you know, without turning into an asshole, <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, and being so combative. You know, my, my grandmother taught me that. My grandmother lived to 101 years old. She is my biggest inspiration for living a beautiful life, you know. Um, she just was a beautiful person. She was very open-minded, well-educated. <clears throat> she was on the 
the debate team at her church. And she would always be able to carry on a conversation. I think the thing that I admired about her the most was she was able to carry on a conversation with someone who completely had the opposite um, ideas, values, or beliefs that she did. And she wouldn't like demonize the person or start yelling at them. She would like, okay, if you actually had a point, she'd be like, okay, well, I can see that point, you know? And, and she was uh, willing, um, you know, to, she always took everything with a grain of salt. So she was willing to, if you present the facts <laughs> and the science, she would change her views, you know, cause she was open-minded to saying that I'm a rational person and I'm open-minded. I have the humility, like I'm here, I'm curious, I'm learning and I'm growing as a human being. So, um, I definitely, that's something that I always think about and I always admired about my grandmother and I always try to bring that into my spirit and my space and the things that I'm doing. Also, my grandfather was very generous and he had the most integrity out of any person I've ever met in my life. And so I try to bring those qualities, you know, into my life. Um, and so, um, you know, so, so, you know, back to what I was saying about, you know, developing, you know, confidence is that I feel like a lot of people feel as if confidence is, again, you know, a button you can push. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, sometimes people chase trends, people chase ideas, people chase attention, you know, thanks to social media, people are constantly chasing something instead of building something, right? And if you truly do want to have confidence, you have to be able to, you know, basically I say, you know, compete with yourself, focus on yourself, find something that you truly enjoy in your own heart and work on building your skill set in that field and what you really truly love. Build that skill set of competence, right? Um, build that experience there. You know, get to 100 hours of practicing in your field, 500, 1,000. And you'll find the more you become competent and experienced in one area of your life, people are really going to be attracted to you because they're going to see you as a person of value because you're very experienced and very competent in something. And people would like to acquire what they admire, you know? So if they see something in you um, that uh, they like, well, they're gonna want to be the same thing. You know, I was a makeup artist for 15 years and I would definitely say I'm an expert in that field. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many people I certified in makeup and now they're all wildly successful, right? And and even now as a, a business owner, you know, my new journey for the past 10 years, so my journey's been in leadership, um, you know, in management and, and business operations. And now I've become, and I've 10 years I've been doing this, right? Still in my field of my passion, right? But I've been acquiring new skill sets. And now I'm at a point where people really trust me as a leader, as a business operator, and really want to work with me to build salons together. So I really feel like really proud of the fact that, you know, um, I'm able to kind of realize that if you want to be an expert in your field, you really need to make sure you get that 
uh, competence and that practice and that experience in, right? Because then you're, you're basically unstoppable because you're, it's, it's the truth, right? And, and, and in life, trying to be successful, being successful is very hard and you cannot be successful unless you are in your truth, right? And I think the saddest thing that breaks my heart. And this is something that, you know, I used to possess myself. So it's like the reason why I find it sad is because I remember feeling that state, right? So it's like when someone's like, <clears throat> I would say, not a grateful person, meaning that they don't have peace in their spirit, because how you get to flow state, that's like when flow state is peace in your spirit. Like you're working on something you really, really like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you know, you're, you know, say you like doing makeup or say you like decorating, like you just get in that flow state and you totally forget about life. Cause first of all, you love it, right? You're not thinking about anything. You're not thinking about your problems. You're not thinking about your personal issues. Nothing's happening. You're just like in that flow state and you're creating, and you're like collaborating, you're just having fun, you're playing. And, and that's, that's peace, right? Peace, contentment. You know, some people are able to get to flow state and meditation. I mean, that's like, that's like, you know, <laughs> that's like the Oscars of trying to find peace. You know, you don't actually even have to do any type of activity. You can literally sit your butt anywhere and find peace and flow within yourself. Like that's the ultimate, like that's what the sages do. That's what the great spiritual leaders are able to do. Find flow within themselves just through meditation, just through being at peace. Like that, that's pretty boss right there. <laughs> I, I practice meditating every day. So it, what's really cool is sometimes throughout my day, I just, I just get real peaceful and real still. And it's so much joy and contentment inside myself. And I didn't have to get validated from anybody. I didn't have to go seek it from somebody. It just came to me from my meditation practice, you know, that I've been trying, working on for years and years and years, <laughs> and it's not easy, right? So it's like, that's the thing about building a skill set, right? And meditation is a skill set that you can develop to develop inner peace, right? And contentment where you don't feel like you constantly have to chase or, you know, go after some sort of vice or something that's going to hurt you, right? I always say it's so important to, you know, uh, to develop. I, I'm such a huge proponent for people really to develop a skill set and learn to work with their hands. Because I think one of like my biggest fears, like, you know, when I was younger, you know, of course, like I was a mom, so I couldn't really work as much. But I honored the my skill set I had. I was able to work with my hands and do makeup and I was able to make a living. I mean, there's nothing more terrifying being a woman and you have children and knowing that you can't take care of them or, you know, God forbid something happens, your husband dies, um, you know, you get separated. Maybe he's the main caretaker of the family. You know, life happens and then you can't take care of your children, you know, and it's, it's terrifying. It was terrifying for me, right? So that's why it was always important for me to have a skill set, not even necessarily say a job, but a skill set. Because when you have a skill set, you intrinsically can go knock on somebody's door. And if you are the best in that skill set that you do, right, they're going to hire you and pay you for money, whatever. It could be baking, carpentry, plumbing, hair, 
nails, makeup, you know, skincare, tattoo artist, right? Having an actual, you know, fitness trainer, having some sort of skill set is something that's intrinsic and that's something no one can take from you, right? And so there you go. I, I just believe that, you know, I truly believe that they, you should, before you even leave high school, they should have trained you in some sort of skill set because you would never even have to worry about minimum wage if you already possessed a skill set, right? So if you learn to be a baker by the time you leave high school, you're not walking into a minimum wage job. You know, you can walk into a bakery and you can, you know, be their head, you know, culinary baker to, you know, make cakes for weddings and things like that. You see what I'm saying? So I'm a huge, because I'm someone who used to be on poverty, you know, used to be on welfare. I know the importance of, you know, feeling confident in your ability to make money, if that makes sense, especially if you're a woman, because it's like, you know, that mama bear instinct really kicks in super strong. And, you know, women will do anything, you know what I mean, to take care of their children. And you don't want to have to go to the dark side to have to take care of your children, right? So I always say, you know, especially if you're a female, make sure you have a skill set right? So important. Gives you confidence that you can really take care of yourself, you know, in a way that's very authentic and intrinsic, right? And then from there, you want to build, you want to become an expert in your field. Get the 100 hours, the 1,000 hours, the 5,000 hours, 10,000 hours looks like 10 years, right? And, you know, you want to become the master of something, right? You don't want to be like jack of all trades. Be the master of something and become very well known at that one thing, right? And that puts you in a very strong position. And that's what confidence is, right? So when you see these people in the world that you really admire, right? So you see a Tiger Woods, right? He spent 10,000 hours, (laughs) learning how to be an expert at being a golf player, you know, being a, you know, a golfer, professional golfer, you know, he's not also, you know, 10 other things, right. Which spreads your energy out. You only have so much energy, right. So you want to focus it on one thing, right. Uh, Serena Williams, you know, she is an expert in her field. She has 10,000 hours and, you know, being a, a tennis player, right. So it's like, you know, what are you an expert in? And so that's what confidence, that's where confidence comes from. So again, it's integrity plus competence plus practice, right? And once you become an expert in your field, that's when you're in flow state. And that's when people will become so, they're so attracted to you like bees to honey. You know, um, when I was coming up and I was a makeup artist, you know, I, that's the only thing I did, right? And I had no other choice because, you know, I, you know, was a teen mom and I didn't have a chance to complete, you know, college or anything like that. So it was the, you know, I was naturally artistic. So it was the one ability that I had. And so, you know, I just became an expert in my field. I would do makeup 
um, for weddings, uh, proms, I would do makeup classes. <laughs> you know, I would even public speak at the um, schools. I would certify students at the cosmetology schools to be an airbrush makeup artist. And I, it was all word of mouth because when I was coming up, there was no social media. There was none of this, you know. Um, the Mac store wasn't all across America. It was in New York, one store, and all they sold was lipsticks. <laughs> no Ulta, no Sephora. If I wanted professional makeup, I had to go to the, uh, to the theatrical makeup stores in New York City. <laughs> and then, you know, there were some makeup books, you know, I would look at. But for the most part, I would just have to rely on my artistic skill and ability. And, um, and I, I was self-taught as a makeup artist. But because I was an expert in my field, I was highly sought after, right? So, and I'm still to this day, I've been running, you know, I've retired from doing makeup 10 years ago. And still to this day, I get weekly calls and weekly messages. I just got a call last week to do a huge, like 20 people event. And, you know, <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, what happens when you really develop yourself and, and gain expertise in a field, right? So, um, so I would just encourage everybody to really look at having confidence in something that you really have to put work into to develop that. You know, I just feel like um, people look at confidence as uh, something, you know, you just, you're going to wake up m- one morning and just be confident. No, there's a process to becoming that, right? So if you truly believe and what you're doing and you're passionate and you love it, right? And and you're also competent in it and you also have a ton of practice in it. You're going to show you are you you're confident. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you you're able to get into that flow state very easily because you're so knowledgeable in what the hell you're talking about, right? And and you're passionate about it and that's going to come through that you know, so that's when you're able to get heart, you know what I mean? Because you're, you know, you're, you bossed up in an area basically, right? So, I mean, just for example, like say you want to become a public speaker, right? We'll just use that as an example, right? Well, it's like if that's what you want to do, well, first, you know, you have to get some theories. You're going to have to read some books on public speaking. I believe Dale Carnegie has a book on public speaking. There's many books on it, right? So maybe you should be reading, I'm going to say, you know, at least five to 10 books on public speaking, right? So we wanna start building our competence, right? Um, so you're getting like an idea of how to story tell, how to have presence in front of the audience, right? Maybe you, um, maybe you actually go and you watch some people who are great public speakers, right? And you're gonna have to spend some money on that, right? Um, maybe you acquire a coach, you know what I mean? That's the quickest way, a coach or a mentor to kind of help you um, you know, learn how to public speak as well. But then, you know, um, you also can start speaking on a small scale. Like you, you know, if you're, you have kids in school, you know, speak at the PTA meeting, you know, um, gather some friends and family and, and have them critique, you know, critique a speech that you give, you know, go to Toastmasters, speak at church, start volunteering to speak for free so you can gain some experience, right? Now, if you actually had to say speak at a company meeting, right? Now that you've put that practice in, right? 
I think you're going to feel a little bit more confident, right? So it's like, yeah, of course you'd be a deer in headlights to speak in front of people if you never put any practice in. But if you kind of went ahead and did that practice um, of, you know, reading those books and also having some experience, you know, because you get a chance to like, as you're talking to people, you know, I have a lot of experience public speaking because I used to speak at all the cosmetology schools so I could certify them in makeup and airbrush makeup. So you kind of like, you know, you can see when someone's like out to lunch or they're not engaged. And so that's when I'll start asking questions and maybe I'll start walking around the room and maybe I'll say something funny to liven stuff up. You you know, sometimes there's always one negative person in the room. So you kind of have to try to override that person and try to figure out how you can get them more engaged in, in what you're talking about. You know, are the people actually learning? Are they engaged? So there's different things you'll learn, you know what I mean, as you're, you know, talking and learning how to public speak, right? But it, it, it's, you know, and it starts somewhere. And a lot of times, like if you really want to learn a new skill or learn something new, you know, where that humility comes in is what I talk about is my definition of it is without pride. And I'm not talking about the healthy pride, but the pride of, you know, you're open-minded to somebody else's point of view, right? You don't think you have all the answers, right? You know, and so, and so because you have that type of humility, maybe you can go and you can, you know, start, you know, doing things for free and trying to help someone in their field to kind of learn some, you know, competence and get some experience. So anyway, I really wanted to, um, you know, talk about what it means to really get confident, um, you know, in an area that you feel truly passionate about. And, and again, confidence truly is integrity, competence, and, you know, experience, practice, and then you will be able to get to flow state and you'll be able to get to confidence, right? So anyway, those are just my thoughts for the week and I hope everybody has a beautiful week. Bye guys.